This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, you know them, you love them, are warning parents and caregivers not to buy or serve certain pureed fruit pouches. You know, those lovely pureed fruit pouches. Apparently, uh, the Wanabana apple cinnamon fruit puree pouches uh, holy cow, lead poisoning. I know. Four children in North Carolina were found to have high levels of lead in their blood linked to the products. So if you give your kids Wanabana, which is based in Coral Gables, Florida, uh, don't. Okay. Uh, they've been recalled. Uh, <laughs> they're sold normally at Sam's Club, Dollar Tree, and on Amazon. Remember, lead is toxic to people of all ages, but can be especially harmful to children. Most children have no obvious symptoms, so it's important that the kids who are exposed get tested to check levels of lead in their blood. Short-term exposure to lead can result in symptoms that include headache, abdominal pain, vomiting, anemia. So, man, I mean, heavy metals like lead can get into food products from the soil, air, water, industrial processes. <laughs> uh, lead exposure can seriously harm children's health. I shouldn't be laughing because it couldn't seriously harm children's health, causing some uh, damage to the brain and nervous system and slowed growth and development. I feel like that's uh, where kids were eating paint. Right, the lead paint. I feel like I don't know that Wanabana does that, uh, reaches that level, but maybe it does. So don't do it. Don't feed your kids Wana, Wana, Bana, apple, cinnamon, fruit puree <laughs> pouches. <laughs> it's not good. You don't want lead poisoning. And if your kid doesn't even look sick, but he's had, he or she has had Wanabana, apple, cinnamon, fu- fruit puree pouch. You might want to get them tested because they don't know. They they don't know how sick they could be. Also, the FDA is uh, warning consumers not to purchase and to immediately stop using 26 over-the-counter eyedrop products. I feel like we talked about this before, but this is new. Uh, They say that due to the potential risk of eye infection that could result in partial vision loss or blindness, at least, you know, you can burn your eyes out with this stuff. Patients who have signs or symptoms of an eye infection after using these eye drop products should talk to their health care provider and seek uh, medical care immediately. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, CVS Health, uh, Leader Cardinal Health, Rugby, which is Cardinal Health, Rite Aid. Those are closing up, so don't even worry about Rite Aid. Target, Up and Up, Velocity Pharma. Yeah, so uh, these products are intended to be sterile. They're part of the ophthalmic... uh, Is that right? Amorphophallus. No, it's not that. It's... Ophthalmic. Yeah, that's what I said. Ophthalmic. I feel like that's what I said. Anyway, these products uh, pose a potential heightened risk of harm because the drugs applied in your eyes, they bypass some of the body's natural defenses. Yeah, you're dripping them right into your eyes. So, don't use them. (laughs) 
<laughs> be very careful what you're eye dropping in your eyes remember back in the day when you didn't care about what you were just dropping into your eyes visine clear eyes whatever and you know the instructions are one drop and you're you're just squeezing half a bottle into your eyes <laughs> <laughs> getting the red out that wasn't you no that was just me oh okay never mind welcome be careful uh be careful which eye drops you're picking welcome welcome to chewing the fat <laughs> So there's a restaurant in Georgia that's taken a little heat. Uh, the restaurant is the Toka Riverside Restaurant, T-O-C-C-O-A, Riverside Restaurant, and it has an adult surcharge for adults unable to parent with three dollar insignias on the menu. And so I guess it's, and that means $50, or they tell you that it means $50. A Florida mom uh, who visited the restaurant with her family and four other families. Uh, she said, I remember thinking, no way, this is real. And uh, there's a picture of the menu from their website, and it has, you know, all the prices of everything and what they sell. And, and it looks like a beautiful restaurant. It's right there, uh, the Toka Riverside Restaurant. It's on a river. It's in Georgia. It's a little northeast of Atlanta. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, I mean, Georgia is a beautiful state, uh, the northern part of Georgia, when you start getting into the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. But I, I was just as a side note uh where the restaurant there's a picture of the restaurant there on the dot the deck overlooking the river right across the river uh, on the other side of the river is there's another house and it's just i don't know if it's a vacation home it may very well may be a rental an airbnb uh on the river but it's right across from the restaurant and that would just stink uh you show up there and you want to go out in the morning in your underwear uh Listen to a beautiful day in Georgia, have a little coffee, have your morning cigarette, listen to the river trickle by, and there's a restaurant right across on the other side. <laughs> you can't even come out of your house in your underwear anymore. What has happened to America? Okay, so anyway, uh, this mom gets, uh, she went there, this Florida mom went there with four other families. So they have 11 kids at this restaurant ranging from three to eight she said i remember thinking uh, how well behaved they were during their meal now that is an educated guess that's a mom saying boy these kids were uh well behaved because kids from three to eight can still be uh hell raisers and be well behaved at the same time that's just the way kids are so when the owner approached their table after dessert he pointed to the menu where it mentions the surcharge. At first, I thought he was going to compliment us and be like, but you won't be charged because your kids were so well behaved. Uh -uh, that was not the case. The owner said, uh, the bill's going to have an additional 50 bucks. Uh, your kids are being too loud. <laughs> some of the adults had taken the kids outside after the meal and the owner was still angry that the kids were running around outside he said the, she said uh, the kids were quiet the whole time uh he got in her face and told her they belonged in burger king and not at his restaurant obviously uh, they, i guess they've had this policy for years and uh the, the cook said we just want to live in the woods and cook 
do you? I mean, it's obvious they just don't want kids at the restaurant. They should just say that. This restaurant is for adults only. But they don't want to do that because they want the business. You know, they need the business up there. People driving through, passing through, living in the, staying in the Airbnbs, in the houses, in the rental houses up there. That's the way people make their money. So they want to, you know, put on their BS. Uh, you know, you got to keep your kids uh, being well behaved in my restaurant. So, uh, you know, this restaurant is taken the heat for that it's clear they hate kids so just tell people don't bring your kids in here we don't want children at the toka riverside restaurant there's restaurants out there that don't have kids it's for adults only i get it so you know i just it's, it's so strange to me how how people hate children they just hate them uh, it's amazing and it's a pretty nice restaurant it looks fine it looks like an everyday restaurant that you'd come in i mean the prices are I don't know, not extraordinary in today's world. You look down here at their Angus hamburger, hand-formed charbroiled with all the fixings, 15 bucks, extra buck for cheese. And you get a choice of French fries, coleslaw, or cheesy grits. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's a reasonable price in today's world, I guess, at a restaurant. A couple of bucks, two and a half bucks for a, a soda. I, I don't know if they have free refills, though. This place might be charging you for refills, too. And it says at the bottom, gratuity, 18%, maybe added to parties over six, which I'm sure it was. This lady had a family, you know, four families together. Uh, 18% maybe added to parties over six, separate checks, birthday menu. Okay, so they're just charging you the 18%, no matter what. Adult surcharge for adults unable to parent. <laughs> uh, share charge, $3. Not sure. Oh, I see. So if you order something and share, it with your companion they're going to charge you an extra three bucks be respectful to staff property and self no respect no service no store food permitted in dining area there is a cash discount however <laughs> price listed on the menu it is i didn't see the uh, price listed on the menu for the special cash uh, cash payout and then they have they have their special wi-fi uh at the toka river guest uh, password silly beans <laughs> oh, it's just cute i did not see the special cash price payout though on the menu which it says that it's on here so you lied to me is what you did you lied to me here um so anyway the uh just say it on the menu just tell people up front no kids as an adult only joint we hate kids welcome to toka that's probably not how you pronounce it either. It's spelled T-O-C-C-O-A. So it's Tococa. Tococoa. Tococoa. Welcome to T-O-C-C-O-A. Well, well, well. I see where the UAW's big strike against the big three finally ends. Uh, the Auto Workers Union reached a tentative deal with General Motors. The last holdout after fellow Detroit car companies Ford and Stellantis reached uh, tentative agreements with the UAW, ending the six-week strike. Uh, GM said it was costing it $200 million a week, although the tentative deal uh, has got to be ratified by union members, so good luck with that. And uh, they proposed a four-year contract. Looks like big wins for the uaw which got its members the biggest wage increases in decades yeah sure did and we'll see if the union ratifies it and then on the other hand we get news that uh, gm and i'm sure the other automakers are saying yeah you know uh man we're glad to work out this deal with uaw but we're gonna have to open some new plants in uh you know not the u.s 
maybe Mexico, maybe Canada. You know, you know what sounds good? Maybe we make them in India. Uh, maybe we go to China, somewhere where we don't have to pay workers $8 billion a year. So I get it. You made your deal, UAW. You made your bed. So now you have to lay in it. Good luck. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. But I think you need to understand the lay of the land, too. And I don't know that they do. Oh, wow. I see where the Smithsonian uh, needs our help. The Smithsonian American Women's History Museum is asking the public to submit stories online about the women in their lives for an upcoming digital exhibition. (laughs) I've got some stories. Uh, I don't know that they want to put them in the display. Uh, Contributors are invited to share stories about women from their family, community, or past that inspired them to think differently wow there are so many jokes with that the exhibition is set to be unveiled online during women's history month in 2024 the forthcoming smithsonian american women's history museum is asking the public to submit stories about women to help craft a new digital a new digital exhibition scheduled to launch next year interested contributors can share stories on the museum's website about a woman from their family community or past that have inspired them to think differently i know it's like i had uh, my great-grandmother inspired my mom to wear oven mitts because when she tried to get stuff out of the oven without oven mitts she'd burn her hands i wonder if that'll be in the exhibition no probably not Now, this is going to be completely online because they don't have a physical location yet. However, Congress did pass legislation allowing the creation of a National Women's History Museum. And the National Museum of the American Latino is part of the Smithsonian's institution. Oh, great. In 2020. So the Smithsonian estimates that it will take at least 10 years before physical buildings will be open to the public. Until then, we'll just have to wait for you know, things to show up online. And according to the interim director of the museum, Melanie Adams, uh, they're excited to see what stories people will uncover. Yeah, I know. Me too. Me too. All right, let's go to the break room. (laughs) I need something cold to drink desperately. So if you're listening live, today is the 31st of October, 2023. It's Halloween, and that means that every website starts off with, hey, what do you get when you mix sugar, corn syrup, confectioner's glaze, salt, dectrose, gelatin, sesame oil, artificial flavor, honey, yellow six, yellow five, and red number three. And I see that and I'm like, well, everyone knows that's candy corn. Duh. Hello. I mean, that's the mix, baby. So when you see that today, and if you, you know, weren't aware that that was candy corn you'll know to yourself hey chewing the fat and jeff fisher told me (laughs) that sugar corn syrup confectioners glaze salt dectrose gelatin sesame oil artificial flavor honey yellow six yellow five and red three yeah baby that is brock's 
classic candy corn. And that is good stuff. <laughs> uh, hey, be sure to follow me on my social media accounts uh, at JeffyJFR on X. You can follow me uh, on uh, Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can always email the show, Chewing the Fat at TheBlaze.com. And I got a couple of emails that we're going to delve into later from people. And I thank you. I read them all. I may not comment on them all, but I do see them. So thank you. Chewing the Fat at TheBlaze.com. And you can always order a cameo from me. That's not free, but you can go to cameo at JeffyJFR and just let me know whether you want to be happy, sad, glad, mad, mean, whatever you'd like. And uh, that's the way it works. You order, I fulfill, everyone makes a cut. Yeah, I know. It's just like standing on a street corner. No, I think I don't think Cameo is happy about the way I portray them as being <laughs> as being my pimp. And uh, I'm just I'm just the hooker and you're the John. But that's the way it works. Sorry, that's that's life in the street, baby. That's life in the street. Hey, have you checked out uh, the new Blaze yet? Uh, go to theblaze.com. I know, it's pretty cool. So we dropped all the ads. We got rid of all the, you know, everybody likes, to, oh, what about all the toe fungus ads? I don't, you know, I, 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 didn't, I don't remember the toe fungus ads, but if they were there, they were there. But I do remember seeing the pop-ups, which are just obnoxious. And it becomes agonizing on other websites with all the pop-ups. You're not going to get that anymore at theblaze.com. Because we, we've had enough. We've had enough. I mean, we've talked to you about big tech censorship and telling you about, uh, uh, you know, what people can do to stop big tech censorship. But now we're doing it. Uh, go to the Blaze Media's website, theblaze.com right now. You'll see it's been totally overhauled. We have news articles, opinion, analysis, lifestyle, and tech commentary. But you remember what you're not going to see as the ads. I know. I know. Uh, it's a big deal. Now, look, people don't realize that by having those ads, though, uh, you know, that paid a lot of bills. And we had to live by the rules that Google would send their bots in and scour content and tell us what we could and could not have on our website. Otherwise, they'd be demonetized. And we had a ton of things demonetized all the time. And we're tired of it. That's where you come in. Uh, you can become a member of uh, Blaze TV Plus. So if you're already a Blaze TV dot com member uh you're you're in you're already in there's nothing extra you have to do uh you can go to theblaze.com right now and sign up though and so you get uh, all the stories for free and you'll get blaze tv shows uh as part of the deal when i say all the stories for free you'll be get all the stories it's not really for free okay i know i know so uh become a part of blaze tv Plus, because, I mean, that's a law. You know that, that if you add things to a website that you're going to charge for, you have to add the plus insignia. It's a law. I think that's what Biden did in his new AI law. <laughs> well, he signed a new AI uh, law executive order yesterday. And I think inside that executive order, it says you can't, uh, you can't have a website with new stuff added that you're charging for without saying plus so we did we did we preemptively struck against that so go to theblaze.com check out the website it looks really good uh it's really nice to be able to scroll around on a website without having all those obnoxious ads and uh, you can join the party uh by going to uh well just go to theblaze.com and check it out you can go to blaze tv dot com slash jeffy and uh get the deal uh blaze tv.com slash jeffy promo code jeffy will get you the deal that gets you the blaze tv 
and the blaze.com website together and you can be a party member at blaze tv plus okay so just when you think some things will never change uh you'd be wrong uh sesame street is getting an overhaul I know uh, the uh, the Sesame Street show is now going under some major renovations. They want to overhaul for its 56th season, which will debut in 2025. So they're getting an overhaul. They're just tired of the way things were. Uh, they're dropping the magazine style format of the children's show in favor of a longer narrative driven style. I thought that's what they were doing anyway. It's been a long time since I've seen Sesame Street, but I thought that's what they were doing anyway is their longer narrative driven style paired with a new animated series, Tales from One, Two, Three. Man, oh man, I can't wait for that to happen. And of course, uh, Steve Youngwood, the CEO of Sesame Workshop, in an interview with Hollywood Reporter, said that with any change, you have evolutions, and then you have things that are slightly bigger steps, and we'll be, we're still staying core to who we are. Uh, we felt like this was a, a moment to step back and think bigger about how we evolve. So we need to drop that whole magazine-style format that's long used in favor of two longer, more narrative-driven segments, which will be paired with the new Tales from 1, 2, 3. Feature two 11-minute story segments with new animated series sandwiched in between them. It's going to give us an opportunity to dive further into the narrative. Yeah, that's part of the problem there, Kay Wilson-Stallings, the Executive VP and Chief Creative Development and Production Officer for Sesame Workshop, calling the changes a reimagining of the show and adding that the longer segments will allow for more dynamic and sophisticated stories. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, it could, for example, oh good, we've got an example, allow for both an A story and a B story. And the A story focusing on a core character and what they're going through. And the B story adding in a little bit more levity and a lot more character moments. See, they're talking about the A story as being their top story with the B story, you know, kind of woven in there. I'm talking about the A story should be, I don't know, about the letter A and the letter B. But no, that's not what they mean at all. <laughs> so in 2016, when the show went from an hour to 30 minutes, wow, I didn't even realize that. This, I, I, I do remember them talking about this, but I, that's been so long since I've seen Sesame Street. Um, it kept the magazine-style format even as it made the program shorter with a street scene leading into a letter or number of the day segment. Yeah. Followed by an Elmo's World animated segment. Okay. Um, there'll be a signature song in every episode. All good. And for the new animated series, Tales from 1, 2, 3, that's the first time we'll give viewers an opportunity to go inside 123 Sesame Street, which is probably the most famous apartment building in the world. Is it? Is it the most famous apartment building in the world? One, two, three, Sesame Street. Okay. And there, beyond the stoop, I bet you it's going to be so diverse. Inside the apartment building of Sesame Street, one, two, three, you won't be able to stand it. So congratulations to Sesame Street on the revamp of their show, the 56th season. That's going to be debuting in 2025. It's taking them till 2025 to redo this show. That's a little bit of an issue in and of itself. 
Isn't it interesting that uh, earlier this week we had stories about how companies are starting to roll out technology that would enable devices like smartphones and cameras to insert information about how, when, where a piece of content originated into the images they create, designed to make it easier for people to confirm if imagery is real or AI generated. Uh, it's, according to this, it's the most foolproof scalable and secure way to differentiate between real and fake images okay i mean mean, we have to believe qualcomm right (laughs) yeah of course that yesterday uh as i mentioned touched on earlier president biden issued an executive order on ai and said that uh, it's the first of its kind federal action aiming to regulate an industry that's been mostly left to its own devices Man, if I want, uh, I'm so happy that there's going to be more government regulation. I can barely sit in my seat. The biggest consequence, uh, the the developers of future advanced AI models will have to submit safety test results uh, to prove that they are not a public threat. Oh, good. That's what I want. I want the government to tell me what's a public threat. That's good. That's good. That's good. So uh, the different parts of the government that will have a role in ensuring the tech doesn't cause too much of a ruckus. Uh, The National Institute of Standards and Technology will set benchmarks for safety testing, which the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Energy will use to evaluate risk to national security and infrastructure. The Department of Commerce will issue directions for watermarking AI-made content, so you can know that if, uh, you know, let's say uh, Harry and Meghan have a divorce announcement that we will know if that's a deep fake believe me that won't be a deep fake because that's coming and that's been predicted on chewing the fat the department of labor and the national economic council will study ways to mitigate the effects of ai on jobs the department of justice will get extra training and tech assistance to investigate cases of ai algorithmic bias landlords federal benefits programs and government contractors will receive guidance to ensure that they're using ai equitably oh man that sounds great doesn't it it does that sounds great you won't be able to do anything without uh i mean you can't anyway so just hey be happy our government is on top of it and you will know you'll know if something is real or fake because the government told you so time inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply who died today who died today actor richard mole richard mole who played bailiff nostradamus bull shannon in the original night court sitcom has died he was 80 years old 
and uh, rest in peace. Thank you to, I got several emails uh, at chewingthefatattheblaze.com reminding me, hey, this broke over the weekend. We know you were sick. You weren't feeling well. Maybe you missed it. And I did. So thank you for emailing me at uh, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. Richard Mole, uh, Bull Shannon on the original Night Court sitcom, has passed away at the age of 80. I was reading about him and he lived a fascinating life. He died uh, at his home in Big Bear Lake. I don't know if you've ever been to Big Bear Lake, but it is gorgeous. And I loved being up there at Big Bear Lake. I was there for uh, a couple of days uh, earlier in my life. And that was beautiful. I could, I mean, you absolutely understand why people want to live there. So uh, no cause of death uh, was given. I don't know. Don't look at me like that. It could have been. They're not saying that. So I don't know why you're looking at me like that. But, you know, they didn't say. <laughs> it talked about how, you know, he's got the, you know, he's 6'8", and he had the shaved head. And, you know, you know what he looked like. He was awesome. And, uh, you know, how he got into acting. He was a graduate of UC Berkeley and a history and psychology major. And he worked as a probation officer and as a head of stock in the hosiery department of a San Francisco store. I thought that was a fun gig. And then he ended up saying, I can't work at this hosiery department forever and took up acting. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, moved to Hollywood in 1968, and he was in, you know, commercials and films because he had the they had the look right. And he said when he went to try out for Night Court, he had just shaved his head uh, for another role. And when he walked in, they were like, "Oh, that's the look." that's the look you'll continue to shave your head for the role right and he said are you kidding i'll shave my legs for this role <laughs> uh, so that's you know ended up how he got the thing and then it talked about how he got a lot of voice work uh, on animated shows he was the voice of harvey dent uh two-face on the adventures of batman and robin and and uh, I saw he had a lot of roles. It was cool. I'm very sad that he is dead. He was a you know he was a good guy. At least you know from what I, all all the reports are that he was a good man. Now he was married to Susan Mole, uh, the stepdaughter of legendary TV comedian Milton Berle. Who doesn't remember Milton Berle? I love that though. They were divorced because it says in the story they remained friends after their divorce. Did they? Did they though? Did they remain friends after their divorce? That's what it says. Okay, so he has uh, has some kids and stepkids and everything. I mean, he had a had a pretty good life. Richard Mole dead at the age of eighty. Then we have an unnamed man, 22-year-old man in Colorado, who is a strange story. He was found in the bathroom of a, of a theme park. And uh, the park, this Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park, they found the dead body before the business was scheduled to open this weekend. Huh. He was carrying a rifle, a handgun, fake grenades, pipe bombs, both real and fake. Police say the guns were either ghost guns or homemade, and then he wore patches that made him appear to be a member of law enforcement. He entered the park illegally after employees had left. He had written a note that read, I am not a killer. I just wanted to get into the caves. Well, come back when the place is open, bro. So anyway, the Grand Junction Bomb Squad searched the theme park in a slow and methodical manner. <laughs> That's the park saying, let's pick up the pace, man. Uh, I know we appreciate it, but I got customers. And so you guys are taking way too long. 
<laughs> we want everybody to be safe, but I want to charge him into the, the gate, too, okay? Uh, they found uh, some explosives in his vehicle, and so they uh, almost seem very highly likely he intended to use those against the community, and he chose not to. And so they're investigating this uh, death as a suicide still ongoing the investigation yeah 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 and they'll go on he had all kinds of weapons and uh, ammunition and explosive devices so uh you know a good safe day at the glenwood caverns adventure park and so it's a good rule of thumb for people that want to think about killing a bunch of people at uh whatever kind of event uh start with yourself yeah yeah, start with yourself. Now, the rest of you uh, that are just actually just considering starting with yourself, uh, dial 988. That's the Suicide and Prevention Lifeline, and it's available 24-7 because we don't want you to, to end your life. We just want the people who are going to kill a bunch of other people and theirs. Uh, 988 probably disagrees with that, but that's the way I feel. You know, this seems like uh, we're getting we're getting a little we're getting robbed from the police department, and it's in California. So there's a and they're calling it a luxury home. It is not a luxury home. Okay, it's a house that uh, was a meth lab, uh, selling now for one point five five million dollars. That's way too much for this house. I'm sorry, no. Uh, it's been uh, confiscated by the police, and now they want one point five five million, and they're saying. Oh, a house down the street just sold for $1.7 million. I'm sorry, $1.725 million. So this is a good price tag. It makes it a good value. Does it? Does it, though? Because it's being sold as is. Right? As is. Funny. What would as is mean in this instant? Well, huh. Uh, it's a 2,700 square feet of living space. Okay. Great location, easy access to the freeway. Uh, it might appeal to anyone needing an easy commute into Silicon Valley with Apple's uh, Cupertino campus, just 20 minute drive at Google's Mountain View home, less than half an hour away. It's a quiet neighborhood, good school catchment area, and has a backyard planted with orange and apple and lemon trees. There are three and a half bathrooms, a swimming pool, a luxury spa, a garage parking for one car, solar panels, and air conditioning throughout. It's got a beautiful patio for entertaining, and it also was a good place. Uh, to cook up uh, addictive illegal drugs. It's on a 6,000 square foot lot. And it also uh, has the uh, inactive meth lab and meth contamination. So you get it as is. But you're going to have to, you know how much work that's going to have to do to get rid of that god-awful meth contamination? That's a lot of work. And I feel like maybe even a million dollars is too much. But uh, I will I will give you a million dollars. It's California. I mean, obviously, that's way too much money for that size of house. But uh, you could get so much more in Texas. But uh it's already all the work you'd have to do to it's a fixer upper and we got to get rid of that meth smell <laughs> yeah okay uh yeah 1.55 million that's it yeah okay all right where do i sign <laughs> 
So don't get too cute with uh, pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters. Everyone thinks, yeah, it's legal tender, but more than 6,500 pounds of loose change is not a proper form of payment. Uh, That's what a Colorado judge ruled uh, last week. So a judge ordered a welding company to use a check or other conventional method to pay a settlement after it tried to deliver 6,500 pounds in coins. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was trying to pay off the deal with $23,500 in coins. Okay. So, I mean, that's just being uh, being jerks, right? Uh, the judge said that the delivery of more than three tons was done maliciously and in bad faith. Absolutely. And that the defendant and welding company now must pay more for its act. Yeah, you shouldn't piss off the judge with that kind of crap. The welding company uh, and its owner, John Frank, were sued by a custom fabric company a fired up fabrication llc which said it worked as a subcontractor for jmf enterprises and did not get paid in full the companies agreed to the settlement and mediation and the agreement did not specify the form of payment so a month went by one day after the payment deadline so they missed the deadline obviously on purpose and the friday night a day after the deadline they attempted to make a nighttime delivery to fired up fabrications but company officials rejected it because they first thought it was a forklift being delivered nope the forklift was delivering the money uh then the following monday an attempt was made to deliver a heavy metal container of coins that required the forklift to move it and uh, it was physically impossible to deliver i wouldn't even go uh, on the elevator it was too heavy for the elevator for the freight elevator to deliver the coins plus they weren't all boxed up they just unboxed them and threw them in this metal case (laughs) in this giant metal box (laughs) Uh, that's, that's funny but it's not funny. Uh, it's funny. It's not funny. In the order, uh, when you see the headlines about not legal tender, coins are legal tender. Yeah, uh, the judge said that the coins are legal tender, but paying such a large settlement in coins would reduce the settlement because of the time and expense required to accept it. And he said photographs show that the coins had also been removed from neatly organized boxes and dumped loosely and randomly into a metal container. So it's not nice to fool with mother nature the judge uh so they submitted an application now he's going to pay even more money uh than he would have had to in the beginning of the settlement so that's it's really it's kind of funny but not really and uh the company and the judge uh were not happy and uh they told him to fix the issue kind of funny though (laughs) that's a lot of coins you can quote me on that whoa that's a lot of coins when my son, my youngest son, was really little, and we do this, and he used to get so mad about this, but we were driving, cutting through a uh, a parking lot, a Sam's Club parking lot, and it was, you know, it was a place where there's a Sam's Club, and then there's a big Walmart right next door. I mean, this big, spacious parking lots joined together, and it was, you know, the stores were closed, and there were these just rows of shopping carts there was at least i don't know i don't know how many it was it was a lot of shopping carts and my son was really little and he was looking out the window and we were all in the car going someplace and he's just you know just was like whoa that's a lot of carts (laughs) 
<laughs> and that line has stuck with uh man, but we he used to get so mad because we'd see something and we'd just go whoa that's a lot of cards <laughs> <laughs> it was though he wasn't lying but i'm just uh, every time i say something like whoa that's a lot of coins can't help but think about the whoa that's a lot of cards okay remember uh that uh, sugar corn syrup confectioner's glaze salt dectrose gelatin sesame oil artificial flavor honey yellow six yellow five and red three are not the ingredients of bug-based protein. I know that Tyson Foods is bringing the bug-based protein to the U.S. markets. Yay! I mean, I've been telling you this is coming. So they announced that it will be partnering with Protex, a Dutch company that brands itself as the world leader in insect ingredients. And we're looking to foster a more sustainable protein production. Yay! So Tyson is going to acquire a minority stake in Protex and eventually create an in insect ingredient facility to manufacture bug-based protein here in the united states man that is such good news isn't it yeah you know it is but i just just a reminder though that sugar corn syrup confectioner's glaze salt dextrose gelatin sesame oil artificial flavor honey yellow six yellow five red three is not bug-based protein in fact it's a far cry from bug-based protein it's brock's classic candy corn so enjoy it while you can stream and subscribe to more blaze media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts